Hello, hello everybody and welcome back to episode 57 of I Understood That Reference, a movie and game and comic podcast that we occasionally do talk about things like movies and comics and podcasts. Rob, my friend, how are you? Hello, hello, yes we do talk about those things sometimes but most of the time we kind of just ramble on and we talk about an awful lot of shit and Jesus Christ. How are you getting on? I'm doing well. Yeah, I was like, you, like you asked yourself the question. How are you getting on? I'm well, I'm well. Yeah, I'm having a bit of a Gollum <laughs> Smeagol moment here. Actually, speaking of, where I'm straight back in. Remember I sent you a, a clip? I, I watched, everybody who's listening, I watched the first Hobbit again just randomly when I was home there two weeks ago. It just happened to be on. It's astonishingly long, that film, for what it covers in the story. <laughs> oh, dearie me. That was hard going. I kind of liked parts of it because I liked the world. I liked that world that they've created, but also silly stuff. Silly stuff in there. Silly and long-winded stuff. But look, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a bit. Because <laughs> let's, let's, let's start off as usual, I guess. I mean, look, we're, we, we do a podcast. We talk about films and games and stuff. Where oh, yeah. We have, we have a, today, I think we're really just going to kind of focus on mainly the much vaunted much much talked about i'm trying to remember that robin williams uh a genie quote about rarely duplicate often replicated but rarely duplicated basically we've returned to the cinema we've we've been to see a few films in the cinema and we're going to talk about that and then rob says he has some some random stuff to throw around so that's what oh, we're doing today of course <laughs> that's all i can offer before that though rob i just just as a general you know how are you, man? How are things? Those tricks. We haven't been we haven't been on the old airwaves in a while. So oh yeah, you know we haven't. So I, I'll put my hands up, gang. Apologies. I took a I took a trip back, memory lane. Took a trip back home to the Emerald Isle. Uh, so I've been uh, I've been <laughs> I said I've been out of commission. That's not strictly true. I just I've been gallivanting around Arnor for the last two weeks. Got a, a a long overdue visit home, which was really great to be honest. And it, I you know because we're in a better place now versus Christmas, where I was basically. Felt like I was hiding in a in a shelter. You know, you're kind of you're you're living a, a very secluded existence. You know, back in Christmas, but this time, where people are vaccinated, things are more opened up. I could actually meet other souls, other beings for the first time in a long time, which was really exciting. So went for some beers, went to a a, a birthday party with some old friends that I hadn't seen in two years from home, which was honestly surreal. I'm kind of still every time I think back on it, it was one of those weird situations where the conversation conversations just picked up where they left off. But like that had been two years ago. It was that amazing sense of, ah, oh, it's nice to be back with old friends where even though you've been, you know, years apart, it just everything fell back into place. Yeah. With with the addition of a Guinness tap out the back in the shed of this place, which was such oh, a treat. Wow. Nothing oh yeah. Well, because it had to be they were trying to be kosher, they had it outdoors. So there was kind of like a an old shed. They had a lovely, lovely tap going. Oh, the creamy pints were flowing. Jesus. That's pretty I have yeah. to say, so even the last two weeks, I've pretty much, I've kind of been doing the same. I've kind of been going uh, up and down the kind of country, kind of meeting friends I haven't seen in a long time. It's actually just been great to to be able to even go outside a pub and have a pint or, you know, kind of do a few things that I haven't done in a while. And, and like you said, kind of slot back into those those conversations that you kind of, and you've missed for a while and you haven't oh, really you've had. Oh, you massively and, missed them. Yeah, so it's kind of nice. And obviously, look, there's still, I think there's a little bit of ways to go, but at least it definitely seems we're on the right direction and we're on the right oh. path and kind of we're getting there. So hopefully times are changing. We don't have to start our podcast. That's like an entertainment podcast being like, 
How's your pandemic going? Yeah. My pandemic is going bad. How's yours? Also bad. Let's talk about the thing that everybody else is already suffering through and probably even worse so in certain circumstances. So we don't even we don't even need to dwell on that now as much. Exactly. Or at least we can or at least if you are unfortunate, maybe we can distract you from it for yeah. 40 odd minutes. But um yeah, it, it was crazy. It is cr- but let's use that platform Ooh. like an Olympic swimmer to platform ah! into our first topic, which is of course because things are getting a little bit better, it is the return and the long vaunted, I'm so, so happy that it's back, is our return to the cinema. Oh, yeah. And actually, I'm curious to know, so this is, since we last spoke, this is your, your first foray back into the silver screen. How did you find the experience? What was the, how did, how did it affect you emotionally? What popcorn did you get? Did you get any minstrels, you sly dog, or some crispy M&M's? What? Oh, well, what did you get? I tell you, I mean, I did get some crispy M and M's. If I'm gonna be I honest, fucking everybody oh, gets you... crispy M and M's at the cinema. They're because they're <sighs> the best M and M's. They object objectively. Like I used to think, the you know peanut M and M's would conquer all. Like how could you top that? And then they bring out the crispy. I remember when crispy was released, and I remember thinking to myself, "Sweet mother of God, what have they come up with this time?" Because this and Jesus, Jesus Christ, if it isn't delicious and perfect for the cinema. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It fit because you put the put it in the popcorn, and it's the right level of crispy to chocolate. Because the chocolate M and M's are too, they're too kind of, they're not as crunchy in your mouth or crispy yeah. as as the. It kind of gets it kind of gets claggy as you work your way through the bag. You're kind of your teeth are caked in chocolate, and you're a bit yes. like you're a bit sickened by by it after the third or fourth mouthful. Like, by yourself, Bleh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're 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 too self reflective. Yeah, you're yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I look inwards every, too much. Yeah. <laughs> every time I look, I pick up a, a chocolate M M&M, and M. I, I'm just, I'm immediately transported into this. I, I, I mean, it's like this other reality. Where I'm, I'm looking at myself from the third perspective, and I'm just surveying <laughs> my own sad existence of eating a chocolate M and M. I'm like, yeah. you pathetic son of a bitch! How <laughs> dare you? It's like you take a mouthful, and in the entirety of the Green Knight trailer, just happens in your life. <laughs> It's like Eminem monster salt, a salt and chocolate monster walks into your house and puts a sword down. If I don't, if you don't kill me now, I'll come back for you in seven years and we'll fight then. And feed you Eminems. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. Oh, Christ. That's so funny. It's so true, though. They're just, uh, the crispy ones, you avoid that because they're nice, they're light, they're fluffy, they mix with the popcorn. They fight you. They're kind of fighting you. They're ready to go. They're like, hey, hey, why are you at Eminem and I'm a crispy Eminem. Why are you at it? You know, that kind of, that kind of, you even, smack talk. You sounded kind of like the Eminem, the guy from the ads and everything. You know, those the famous, the red and the yellow guys. Oh, the red guy. I feel like it's somebody famous does that. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just imagining. Maybe it's famous because it's, they're famous characters. I, I'm just, a, I'm just implanting a famous, the idea of a famous person as the voice. But I'm no, not but sure. is he? Is it not the guy who does uh, Fry from Futurama? Oh, great! That's what it is. You're so mm. right. God, what's his name? We got him to do a cameo for for one of my friends, uh, Connell. If you're listening, that, remember we got he, he was he got a, a, something to do with his with his leg. So we got oh, yeah, we yeah. paid him on cameo to do a. <laughs> to do a little voice clip That's, it was excellent that is, that is brilliant well I hope Connell's keeping well at this point ah yeah sure is long ago if, sure send him a bag of M&M's feck yeah. come on chocolate ones he's yeah. not more crispy you're not more crispy now Connell. the biting makes sense that's what he sounds like that's what, that's the line just just like if this hasn't shown you the fact that all we're doing is talking about crispy M&M's and popcorn basically <laughs> 
I was just delighted to get back to the cinema because just the whole I obviously doing a film podcast with yourself Rob me and you are very into the whole cinema experience and <laughs> getting the popcorn Man, and, uh, <laughs> our bottom line was rattled when the pandemic hit all of a sudden what were we supposed to do we're like Jesus Christ how will we how will we continue this enterprise and we're like oh wait yeah no this doesn't we don't get anything from this so we can <laughs> we can we, <laughs> We literally have nothing to lose or gain from it. So uh... exactly, but we did miss the cinema. So that was that was a pity. But um, it's back, baby. It is back. But actual film wise, so Rob, ha- what films have you seen in the cinema? To date, I've seen Black Widow and uh, the the Suicide Squad, and potentially might be seeing Free Guy tomorrow, or maybe over the weekend at some point. And like. I'm I'm at this point now where I feel like I need to play catch up on just the experience. So it nearly doesn't matter what's out if it's even if it's <laughs> I'm already laughing. Even if it's just like something where you can switch your Brian off to quote Glass. Because <laughs> everybody wants to shut up Brian. Everybody wants a, a place where they can turn off their their household Brian. But uh, anything, any kind of nice distraction, because it's at this point it's such a it feels like such a novelty still. Even though I'm like two movies in, I'm like no, I I want more of this cinema going experience because it just feels like a treat now that's it's that to your point it's like that hint of like are we getting back to normalcy a little bit like, yeah are we, yes that the, the toes are in are like ooh, don't get me excited now come on now this is you've really unlocked things by opening that opening those floodgates but yeah i've seen I've, <laughs> sorry so to answer your question i've seen two films <laughs> since <they've... laughs> nice nice uh, uh, i've i've seen three surprisingly so i have also seen black widow i've also seen free guy and then, probably strangest of all, they were actually doing a show of Dumb and Dumber, which, as I talked about in this podcast before, is one of my favourite films of all time. <laughs> and seeing it in the cinema was an absolute treat. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, you told me you were watching it, of course, and I went down the rabbit hole looking at clips from the film. <sighs> and just, obviously the most annoying noise in the world. I really enjoy watching that because I now know the context behind the scenes. Yes. Of- like, so when I watch this, I know that Jim Carrey is doing that. He's improvising that. And that Jeff Daniels is genuinely reacting and laughing at, because he's so shocked at how silly and funny it is. And your man in the middle, I forget the actor's name, is just completely... You can see he's so confused <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> in, in, in the car. <laughs> so, and, and like, because I, I, I told my, my, my flatmate when we went to see it, I was like, now just watch because you're going to see him laugh at the scene. Just make sure to watch. And I actually saw... Do you know the scene where that same guy who's in the middle... Again, I can't remember the actor's name. That guy. He, the middle guy. Yeah, <laughs> the middle guy. You know him. Uh, he's, he's Malcolm. They, they make him eat uh, the peppers in, in halfway through the film. And he's like choking <laughs> and all that. And Jim Carrey's character tries to give him mouth to mouth. And he's resisting. And Jim Carrey's character's like, this would be a lot easier if you stop resisting. And... There's a waitress in the background who's supposed to act like all shocked and stuff. And she is just like, just ever so barely holding it together. You can see her laugh in between kind of oh, pretending to be shocked again. And then she starts laughing again and then tries to be shocked again. <laughs> it's just Jim Carrey's energy the whole way through the film is so on point. And I think it was 94 was released. Same year as The Mask. Same year as Ace Ventura. It's like that's the year that made that guy. Like he 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 was already kind of he's already you know making sort of a name for himself anyway. It was it was it just, he just dominated. But it definitely would have been around. Did you say Ace Ventura? Was that because that would have been that yeah, year? Same year, well. yeah. Ace Ventura and the Mask. Same year. That's incredible. Fucking hell! Look at that. The the output. 
wow, he was working constantly. But like, he dominated that the '90s comedy. Like, if it was a Jim Carrey comedy, you're like, I'm gonna go see that because he's just gonna bring it to another level. What yeah. A, what a, and, he, and I know he's kind of gone up and down in kind of people's opinions of him, but he's kind of settled for me as someone I, I did, like. I don't really know the guys, but I admire him greatly. You know, from afar, in terms of you know what he's you know his body work, what he's produced, and just his unparalleled, just co- comedy energy, like. If everybody else on set is constantly cracking up, that you still have to use those takes because that's the best you can get. <laughs> where there's not people laughing, that's a good indicator of how good he is, I think. And of course, look, he's in the Truman Show, and the Truman Show is a bloody masterpiece. It's incredible. I that film is fantastic. So if he can go from being Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber to then being Truman, and it's just, uh, yeah, I think he's great. And also, even in the Sonic movie, he was the best thing about that film. So that's there you go. You know, he's he very still slightly has it. But, what about Mr. Popper's Penguins? I, mean, I never saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that one gave it a left feel a little bit. Bit of unfortunate name, Mr. Popper. It's like, ooh, stay away from him, kids. Jesus, he's like <laughs> a guy you see in like a nightclub down in the corner. Who's yeah. that? And that's Mr. Popper. <laughs> Yeah, well, got why some penguins. Got, yeah, why, why he's got a long overcoat on? What's beneath? The, he's like, you don't, don't go, don't ask him that. Yeah, nobody asks that. Nobody, nobody asks that. that. But Not Rob, with, with with that in mind, then it was, was what was your? Because you know, we we don't review things on this on this podcast, and we never will because you know everything is subjective. We'll talk about things and talk about what we liked or what we didn't like, but we don't say it's an amazing film that everyone will love. We just kind of give our thoughts. But with that in mind, and I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Do you want to give a few, a few quick, a quick blurb? Sure, Jesus, I, uh, feck it, sure, feck it hell, I can give you a few footnotes, so I can. That's what I can a do. A few footnotes, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listen, obviously, I'll preface this by saying there was a, I think the performance, box office-wise, has been great for the film. I think it's, it's, it's been lackluster. And despite all the, the critical reviews were obviously raving about it. I, th- I just, it's funny, because I think regardless I think if you're like us, where you're, you're kind of you're you're a bit more aware of that kind of noise when you're going to see films, not that it can hamper your viewing, but it definitely impacts what you're expecting to get out of something. Agreed. I think this film probably suffered from a bit of overhype from the critics in like the sort of the critic circle, but then also it, it was impacted <laughs> by the fact that there was a another film that was made. <laughs> <laughs> That shares that shares the same name and actors that, that they really couldn't shake off. They couldn't shake that <laughs> that dredge, which is a whole other. That's a whole other beast. Like the director David Ayer came out and said, "I made this amazing film, and how I'm not going to talk about it." But here's a six-page essay on what I do want to say about it. Yeah, despite me saying I don't want to talk. Yeah, I mean, very strange. So, like, I was kind of. All that noise going in, I was almost already a bit tired by the franchise. So, like, the, the only real, and to his credit, and I, I'm not sure what I... I think he, he definitely is a competent director, but I think then my only appeal in going into this was because James Gunn was directing it, and he definitely subverts expectations, or at least he knows that's what he should do, because he hasn't... I think he has at least appreciates that he himself you know, tried to get out of the Marvel mold, where, like, things are too predictable, they follow a template, you, it's so form- formulaic in the way a film is, is going... <clears throat> And it does follow that to a certain extent, and I just don't know if I thoroughly enjoyed 
the the film ultimately i think it was funny at times i think i nearly said this too in in our little preamble before we started recording here but i think to summarize it for me and this is the vibe i even got just from the atmosphere in the cinema when we were watching it is i don't know if the comedy he went for would i think it far more would appeal to an american audience than a european audience um or like a british or irish one maybe more specifically i just felt like there, there were some very funny parts, but then other times it was so crass and so violent that, you know, it was just silence in the viewing that I was in. And we were all kind of like, that's that's a shock, all right. Like, that's a shock factor thing, but I'm not entertained or laughing at it. There's there's a, I, found, I personally found that there was a lot of that in the film. Some great character performances, though. Like he And he, he has a really good understanding of, I know what, I know the fun, I know what are the funny traits that make a, a character tick and i'm really going to double down on that and then bounce the characters against each other a lot in the film which he does have a lot of fun with i just think the story was a bit kind of meh but i enjoyed the the character interactions throughout i thought that was that was really good fun like margot robbie is fantastic as harley quinn she's born to play that part although mm-hmm. she does clearly leverage the batman animated harley quinn like she's oh, like, oh, it's, the, yeah. like and she i don't think she would shy away from that to be fair but you know she it's not like she's come up with this she's not like she's tried to jared lead with she's co- she's not coping this herself but she's amplified it and kind of you know made it her own or whatever even rick flag is is good in this idris elba is good fun john cena is fantastic but i just it was one of those feelings where now that i've had time to digest it i kind of you know when you come away from a film and you kind of sometimes would have that pumped feeling like you know you come out of avengers yeah. oh, God, that's a really unfair example because they had 20 movies leading up to that but you know you come out and you're absolutely jazzed out of your mind you're like fucking hell i really enjoyed that and you just want to talk about it, and you want to yeah, kind exactly. of remember this bit. Oh, the, the part where this, yeah, the cinema feeling. Exactly. Whereas, and like, bear in mind, I haven't been back in a while, so you think I'd be amped after seeing anything. I remember, you know, when, when we came out, you know, my room and I were just kind of like, ah, hey, like that was good fun, but we almost didn't have a point to focus on as like a major highlight or anything like that. There was no crazy over the top thing that we just kept referencing back to or have been talking about for the last couple of weeks since we've seen it. It was very just like, ah, we had a good time, but you know, we'll leave it there. Which isn't a very descriptive analysis, but I don't want to spoil it for you either, because I feel like no, no, there, that's, are, that's there are there are a few jokes in there that you are really going to love. There's one particular one that they keep calling back to that I, I knew where they were going to go with it, and it does kind of pay off in the end, uh, towards the end of the film. But ultimately, I think, you know, he did, he did some interesting work with the characters. Um, some jokes were funny, some not at all to my taste. And yeah, just kind of worth a watch is about as good a review as I'll give it. But, um, not that we do reviews here. We don't. We, we don't, don't do reviews we, here. We don't review the, I'm just saying this is what I kind of got from it. That's, so so two, my... two, two questions I have on it, Dan. So one Go for it. is that because I saw a few clips of it, obviously, and some of the scenes of the blood, is it like completely gratuitous over the top blood where you're like, it's like Looney Tunes. I mean, I haven't seen it, but a la Turbo Kid. Or is it like over the top, but the blood looks kind of serious. So you're actually a little bit like, well, that's actually just kind of disgusting. I don't really like that it's it's i think it's it's i think it's closer to the visceral side than the comedic side like yeah the, 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 i saw they, a clip of king shark rip a guy in half and that just looked i was like look that's just awful yeah that's that's in one of the red band trailers and like yeah don't that like happens that. and even the build-up to that is uncomfortable to watch because he kind of sque- he kind of pinches and squeezes the guy and i was like oh my god like this isn't funny that was just for again for the shock and striking shot val- like that's what he was going yeah. for there Cause I don't love that. I don't love that shock. I don't love that shock gore. You know. No, and and it, it, there's other parts where it's even more visceral because they use literal prosthetics and not CG to do the blood and guts at times, and it's a bit 
you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of screaming and howling going on here, <laughs> mother of God. <laughs> okay. Um, like it's <laughs> I a, suppose like, he's a shark. Yeah. No, not just not just from him. Like, this movie is, is fucking, this movie is violent. Like, Jesus Christ, I was shocked at times. I'm not not that I haven't watched twenty films or I'm against it. I just think I, I was like, oh wow, I don't know. Was that necessary for the way to to tell it that way? I mm. I guess he, again, but he's trying to deliberately, he's trying to break that mold. Yeah, oh no, but she's always been a bit of a shock a shock guy. Like, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think it's but, worth a watch, and I and I think you would, I think you'd be interested in it because of the the catalog of characters in it as well to see what they do with it. Yeah, that 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 was actually going to inform my second question because I was going to say from my second question. Do you feel like it is a bit too Guardians of the Galaxy of look at these wild and wacky goofy characters, but there's also serious heart underneath it, which is like you're just doing. I know, I know the Suicide Squad, the original one, was trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy in the trailers and all that, but then this film is it just like oh well, this is again just Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, is it like maybe just do something different? You can still be your own thing, or is it is it its own thing? Here's a a comment I would make that kind of leans into that. It maybe. It isn't to an extent, but I, I I remember coming away and I kind of forgot that the characters were supposed to be villains by the end of it, and I'm not sure what that. That's kind of good thing though. But maybe so maybe so maybe that was what he wanted to accomplish. But obviously they they obviously the whole shtick is like oh these are bad guys and we can kill them with bombs in their heads they're really bad guys. But I like they seem to be mostly good people <laughs> mm. a lot of the time some some are a bit weird obviously shark is a bit like a like he's just a, supposed to be a monster and i have a lot of questions around his supposed strength and invulnerability in, in the film it was a bit inconsistent <laughs> to be honest okay. I, I i look i don't know i ugh, i don't know what to make of parts of it i kind of there was points where I was like losing interest. Then it would there be a huge peak in activity and action, and there'd be a really random character moment that caught me off guard that I enjoyed. And then it'd be back to like, ah, oh, we're back on this kind of trail where they're trudging about as a gang, and they're a bunch of misfits. And look at us, so we're look, we're almost self aware, and we're having a bit of a laugh. And and of course, he he's he's a big fan of using like he definitely has feels like he's found his template with the Guardians one, which is like mm. let's put some catchy tunes over the back of like action scenes to almost he's like this is my director trademark thing now, so. I'm always going to do that because it, you know, it's fun and yeah. I don't take myself too seriously and like I invented this. The problem is everyone else has done it since. So now you're like, ooh. He's okay. also not the first person to do it. So well, it, that's like, it. You can't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I definitely came out of it feeling a bit like, ah, wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Because like you read tweets and stuff, people saying, oh, it was, and of course you should never believe any of those pre-release tweets yeah, that you see interviews where yeah. people are railing at it because obviously they're basically paid to do it or they, they're just people who want to be seen as having seen the movie first so they'll say something positive so that the tweet gains traction but all they're saying is like oh, it's the same few points of like oh it's super violent but don't let that fool you this is a this is a real heart-wrenching story and like it's emotional as hell I was crying in it I wasn't crying like it wasn't that sad at all if anything I was like <laughs> sometimes I'm like I'm good I'm, I'm glad you're dead <laughs> Jesus that's I wanted this. Yeah, but I suppose as well, like obviously, at least in comparison to the old film as well, it's way better than that one. At least this one has a beginning, middle and end that sort of makes sense. And there are actual stakes. And, you know, you're like the whole, a big point that he's campaigned about is like, none, like not all of these characters are going to survive. So you're kind of, the whole yeah. point is that that is a fun aspect to know. Oh, I don't know who's going to go next. Like there is a real sense of real risk to these people mm. all the time. Which, which is, is again, which is which, not like a superhero film. Yeah. 
Exactly, and that is, I have to say, that was a fun trait. Like, there would be some very well done, like, sort of tense scenes where you're, because of how, the particularly after the movie is kind of halfway through, you realise, okay, nobody seems to be really safe here. So, mm. anybody's at risk, which is, that's a good trait, I think, to have. You know, that sense of, I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Which Game I do enjoy. Game of Thrones effect. Absolutely, Game yeah. of Thronesification of a film. Mm. And it looks good. It's kind of, it's kind of wacky and colourful at times and... They, they they really went all in on some of the costumes, which they clearly had a lot of fun with. And yeah, like it, like it's it wears its comic book origins like like on a sleeve for sure. But what I will say is very interesting about this conversation is that a lot of what you said there, we actually said before about another DC film, which is the two Zack the Zack Snyder Justice League and the Joss Whedon Justice League. I think it's interesting how a lot of what we said applies here as well about the mm. whole like. Uh, you know, the whole thing about there was already one beforehand, there was a weight of expectation, you go in with your mind made up, all the reactions seem to be overwhelmingly positive purely on the basis of the fact that there was a different original version. So I just think that's a an interesting aside. I just thought that yeah, was... No, no, that's a, that's a, what, a, what, a, what a very good parallel you just put yeah. there. Look at you. Jeez, mm. you do this for a living. I pay attention. Yeah, look at this. But that, that's, that's a great example. And like, this is certainly far better than, this, than Suicide Squad 2016 than like, like there, where they differ in the sense, like that, that we don't think there was really any improvement <laughs> between the Justice yeah. Leagues. <laughs> yeah, well, that's saying that the truth. And they were because they were more or less the same film as well. Whereas these are entirely separate films. Yeah, and this one is handled more deliberately, and this guy. Just this is more like an actual character. film. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely well, and it's self-contained in the sense that it doesn't need anything before or after. People will be like wondering, but how does it fit into the other ones? You don't even need to worry about that, which I appreciate. You can just take it as its own kind of thing. Yeah, um, which is good. Absolutely. Right, well, shall we move on to what I'm going to call the free yes. guy segment of today's episode? Because nice. there's going to be two parts to this, okay? Because again, oh, we, don't, we don't we don't, do reviews here. We don't do reviews here. So I'm going to give super quick thoughts. In ca- yeah, 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 hang on, hang on, Ross, if you don't mind. Sorry, guys, but if, if you haven't heard already, we don't do reviews here. We just ramble and then that's it. That's anyway, Oh, yeah, literally. That, that <laughs> just When you're waiting for a payoff. In case you didn't like, hear in case you didn't hear do you know when 90s movies always like set up a thing at the start and there'll be a payoff at the end you know or like I was saying about Bumblebee yeah we don't do that here <laughs> we just we're all preamble and then we're like that's it for another episode <laughs> all skirt no knickers as they Jesus. Say. Jesus oh sorry sorry this well, will be offensive these days Jesus you you are absolutely eating the worms from the bag there man Jesus Christ <laughs> So the free guys, the free guys segment of today. So because we're not going to do reviews, I'm going to give really super quick thoughts. And then I'm going to do a little game we played before. And we're going to get Rob to maybe see if he can, because he hasn't seen it yet, and see if he can guess how the film uh, pans out through me giving him other films as examples. So super, super quickly, what did I think of the film? Um, yeah, look, it's uh, you watch the trailer, you pretty much 100% know what you're in for. There's no... Yeah. No real surprises. No, it's it's good. It's it's definitely on the the higher end of the scale to where it could be. Oh, <laughs> is that's what I would say. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. It's. Oh no. It's definitely. It's too long. It's way too long. There's a definitely a lot I would cut out of it. Uh, again, watching <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, you're like, whatever happened to old ninety-seven minute films or an hour and forty minutes? This is like an hour and fifty-five for that kind of you know whimsical kind of fun quippy thing probably a bit too long but yeah, no where it's off pretty quick yeah oh have you have you seen the animated short called paper man yes i have 
Yes, there's there's a really short Disney uh, film. It was like six minutes long. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. I recommend everybody do because it's amazing. Called Paperman. Music is really sweet. It's done by Christoph Beck, uh, and obviously that music is in this film. So it was like racking my brain when I was watching it, going. I'm getting dragged out because I'm trying to think what that music is from. But that was a small <laughs> thing. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in it. He's 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 enjoyable. The guy from Stranger Things is is great in it. He's kind of subdued and doesn't do a whole lot. Taika Waititi is excellent in it. He's hilarious. He's really funny. Ah, I'm relieved but, uh, to hear that because the, the the clip that they released of him talking about catchphrase or something. Yeah, that that joke I didn't stick for me, but. So, so I know so, I know what he's capable of, though. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that they let him kind of run wild a bit. And when he does come into it, he doesn't stick it at all to start. And you, for a while, you're like, "This isn't working." But then you realize that it's kind of, ah, oh, it's it's kind of. I think it's semi-intentional because again, he's he's a smart guy. He knows he knows what he's doing and what works. You know? Yeah. So you yeah. kind of, I think you get that. You're like, ah, oh, okay, I, I I see, I see. But no, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, go see it. It's a good switcher. I I text Rob after and I said, "Good switcher." <laughs> I meant to say brain, and I said switch your Brian off, which clearly I had <laughs> at the time. But yeah, it's good, good, good film. Solid visuals, CGI is terrible in parts, but it's a, it's a that nice doesn't story. surprise me. Did yeah. did you feel like they they actually leveraged that kind of video game world enough? Did they get enough? Is it chocolate block full of Easter eggs? Did they use them effectively? That's what I'm curious now. Uh, it is. It is. It is most definitely not chock full of Easter eggs. Okay. But here's the thing, like the problem is now, when we think of chock full of Easter eggs, do we think of an old, a nice little wink and a nod? Or do we think, record, not record Ralph, but do we think uh, Ready Player One and uh, bloody Space Jam 2, where like, you know, they're at a game and every character from the entire history of Warner Brothers is sitting in the background, you know? Because like, that's not a nod and a wink. There's lots of fun stuff in this, like, if you look in the background, you'll see characters like just like walking into walls and stuff and like glitching randomly up walls and kind of jumping around. oh okay there's kind of fun stuff and nods like that there's lots of like really ugh, like cameos from like streamers and jacksepticeye is in it and all that and you're like is oh, he in Christ. free guy yeah and like look like, as in like he's just streaming like it's not you know he's just like a random you know what he used to show like all they show like all the fox and the cnn hosts like talking about important stuff they basically just do that, but it's all streamers, and they're all streamers talking from their streamer channels. And I do find that very cringy. That's a oh, cr- I so find that cringy. a cringy thing. When, Super like, cringe, stri- in fact. When like somebody who plays video games on YouTube is taken seriously, and so to the extent where they they're added to, ah, uh, oh, I could go off on a fucking serious tangent here, so I won't. But like, it's it's as of, cringe as you book, expect. That, ir- that irks me a little bit. Yeah, and then they have to try instantly ring it back to the average person, so they have like. What's the guy from Jeopardy who unfortunately now has passed away since? But they have like on Jeopardy for a second and you're like, oh, you're really trying to leverage uh, what's his all name? ages there. What's his name? Oh, the Trebek? Is it Trebek? J- J- Jonathan? Is it Jonathan Trebek? There you go. There, I think it is. Yeah. But he's in it and you're like, uh, all right. Like it's on Jeopardy and you're like, well, okay then guys, you're really uh, going from one extreme to the other here. But yeah, look, it's definitely where to watch. Uh, it's a bit of a laugh. Not as funny as I expected, more heartfelt than I expected. That's all I will say. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. I had to get that right. Alex but, Trebek. There you go. Because I think what I was more curious on was, I guess, I wasn't looking for gratuitous, oh, look at fucking Batman. Do you remember him from other films? Yeah. Do you remember no, him from I, Batman? Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Remember I was in uh, uh, fucking Green Lantern and I, I publicly hated it. So look, I'm referencing how much I hated it again. But I so cool. That kind of stuff I was, I don't like. I meant more yeah. like, think about Wreck-It Ralph where they, like, he opens a box and the, the Metal Gear Solid exclamation mark like pings for a sec. You know, just little. Oh, well, okay. Well, then Wreck-It Ralph is an excellent example. Yes, there is lots of, well, not lots, but there is a few clever little, if you know what it is, nods. That probably I didn't even get some of them, but like, I'll give you one because it won't spoil it. Because it's when I say it's like half a frame, as in like a split second. I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I saw a warthog drive past from Halo. <laughs> I mean, like a split. I mean, a, a fraction of a wow. second. Wow. Yeah, but see, that's fun. So yeah, I, that's I think it. that's more fun because that does that doesn't overly distract from the, from like the film. You're able to enjoy yeah. it if you know it. And if you then hear about it later, you can go back, you can watch it and enjoy it. Versus the likes of Space Jam or Ready Player One where it's so in your face, you actually, that's all you can look at. You mean like they don't walk into the scene from The Shining is what is what you mean. From like <laughs> the actual scene from The Shining just happens again. And those characters are in it. Is what you, yeah, that was, I, I hear you. That, that was a weird decision because he was friends with Kubrick. Why would he do that to him? It was a terrible decision because it was a <laughs> terrible movie. But at least I have the coasters. Well, at least you have the coasters. Oh, I got you, baby. But speaking of Ready Player One and Wreck-It Ralph, okay. we're now going to do a segment called Make This From These. Basically, okay. I'm going to give Rob a five films and Rob has to come up with the plot of Free Guy himself using those films. Now, usually I tell him if he's right or wrong and I actually go through the plot. But because Rob hasn't seen it and I don't want to spoil it for him, we're doing something different here now, Okay. This is to this is to destroy this is to destroy the notion of reviews and percents in general. Okay, I'm going to give him a percentage score out of a hundred of how close I think he's gotten to the film, and then I'm going to compare that percentage score to the Rotten Tomatoes score <laughs> to see if there's any scientific link. I think there's a lot of already a lot of substance to this uh, experiment, and I think it's going to yield very exciting results. I mean, if it's you? if if it's imagine if it's exact, I would I would I would love this. Right, so Rob. You can go as wild as you want with this, but I have I have even put them in order of the kind of how they make sense to the plot. And you know, okay. some of them are some of them are overall themes rather than actual specific plot points. Okay. So, here we go. So one, the Lego movie. I knew I knew this would be the first one. I just knew it in my brain. Well, Perfect. Go. Okay. Got I'm two, off to a great start. Two, ready player one. Ugh. Can barely remember that one. Okay. <laughs> you you got the coasters, man. Uh three Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Four, The Truman Show. <laughs> and five, Wreck-It Ralph. Ah. Oh, Interestingly was... enough, we've mentioned four out of five of those already yeah, in you're... this episode. That's caught me off guard, with the exception of the Lego movie, which I was already kind of had in my brain. Oh, wait, no, did we? Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Okay, so. Okay, so obviously, he wakes up. And honestly, you could you could only predict this from the trailers. So Free Guy, is that his name? Free Guy? Is it Guy? Guy. Guy. Ryan guy is his guy, name. Ryan Reynolds. Guy Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. You <laughs> rascally rabbits. <laughs> he's, he's in Space Jam, right? <laughs> oh, the rabbit. The rabbits really got me. Shh, I'm, I'm hunting rabbits. So he wakes up. That, That's the movie starting there. He so Ryan Reynolds wakes up. He's the most Ryan Reynolds man alive, but he's a little bit nicer, and he's kind of going about his day to day, much like 
our, our friend Chris Pratt's character in the Lego movie where he is so set in the routine of his day to day he just keeps doing the same thing over and over again he wakes up he's happy he goes to his 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 day job his his, his commute to work and it always plays out the way he expected and he kind of follows the rules and I'm guessing if there's uh, if we're going by themes here the edge of tomorrow piece is that he probably keeps getting killed and he keeps restarting his day versus so he's restarting the same day versus Emmett in Lego movie who's obviously he's continuing throughout but he's just he's just doing the same job over and over again so he keeps he's waking up he's kind of happy and peppy and boppity boopity he's going to work he's dying he's waking back up again he's off he's popping a booping about and again how does Ready Player One fit into that I don't fucking know well obviously it's a video game world so that suggests to me that you've got which I do think I got from the trailers that he there's real people who have avatars in this world in his little edge of tomorrow existence who kind of keep popping in and out so they mightn't be there all the time they're kind of coming and going and then at some point at some point he encounters one of these real people one of these ready player oneers and they kind of give him a little nudge saying hey you're not this is your 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 computer get your wake up get moving you need to figure out what's going on so like tom cruise in edge of tomorrow he kind of he realizes he's got to He's got to figure out how to get out to break the cycle of him going to work and dying and waking up and going to work and dying again. And I think going by it, now to be fair, this is cheating a bit because obviously I saw in the trailers, he gets a pair of glasses or something that give him the powers to break out of that cycle and start doing things. And then he goes on this wild adventure of, okay, what's, maybe the, maybe the world is going to be destroyed or the, the game world is at risk. <laughs> because... <laughs> because he's becoming self-aware or some shite if it's anything like ready player one where like there's a bad guy going to find the key and they've got to go on their own adventure to find some sort of they're, per, they're in pursuit of something to find it and all the while gamers and people are like if we're going by the Truman Show people are people are watching Guy on his adventures as he's going about doing the thing and people are start rooting for Guy and the corporations are trying to say we need to shut down this fucking game shut down the game he's a bastard and then the people watching like, no, we gotta save him. He's a great guy. Uh, he's flipping about, and then he probably falls in love with a person, and she probably falls in love with him or some shite. Even though he's in a video game. What was the last movie you mentioned? What was the last one? The last one was Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. Ugh. Right. So <laughs> he's probably gonna be deleted from the game or something, and then either he gets saved or there's a backup or something or he does get deleted but his brain or something ends up if it's anything like Detective Pikachu which is another Ryan Reynolds film I realise I predicted maybe he ends up in the real world somehow at the end because they've or the guy who created him there's a lookalike nerd who worked on the game who developed Free Guy or some shite and then the lady who's in it finds him and she's like oh my god you're like the guy in the game I love you get me out of here ended the free guy free guy the end all right that's me done rambling that fucking that's you done okay so i've I've written down a series of percentages here and i'm now going to add them together to see what you got (laughs) to see what you got all right i was all over the shop but i was just trying to get the tenets of the those those themes of those movies together i couldn't figure out the third act i know how the first two are going to go just but just by the trailer alone i'd say and those two and those five films you said Hmm, okay, let's see. Okay, okay. Let's, okay, so then you got you got ten. 
You got 10 plus 3 plus 8 plus 8 plus 10 plus 10 plus 9. Okay, so that's. <laughs> How are you, Dad? What are you. How are you catching 39. this? So let's see. So then you got 29, 39, 49, 47, 50, 58, 64. 64% Rob out of 100. Okay, well, I mean, of that's... the of the movie accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'll give you, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you a good sixty-four. It's more, it's more in, in the content of the movie. How much of the content of the movie? Do, yeah, yeah. You got a good sixty-four percent. Now, now the big question, the big question is how did that compare to the Rotten Tomatoes review? I don't know, Rob. The Rotten Tomatoes review is currently at eighty-three percent. Oh, wow, that's, that's a 19% high. difference. It's a 19% difference. Now, the funny thing about this is that I would have <laughs> guessed before seeing this film, right, that that it would have got something like 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's it's 100% a 63% movie. I would have been like, yeah, all the way. But, you know, you know what? This proves something. It proves that the Rotten Tomatoes review is is probably more accurate. In it's in it's maybe not as high as eighty three percent, but I I definitely give it closer to that than I would the originally envisaged sixty three percent. Sixty four, really? Okay, so you yeah. think? So like you were saying on the spectrum of whether it was okay or great, it's much closer to it's surprisingly yeah better so, than its potential suggested. Maybe. Do you know what I think happened here, Rob? I think you were like me. You were anticipating. The film, so that's what you're doing, and you're anticipating how much you're gonna like it, and that that came across in your description, which was the sixty four percent. So you were like me, you're like, that's what I'm gonna put the film in in my head, but it's mm. gonna it's gonna surprise you, Rob. It's gonna surprise you. Is it? Oh, that's good. I mean, I won't I now because g- I've said this. Yeah, but I feel because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I and I think I was trying to stress that in the, the description there, like I I I feel fairly confident how the first half of the film is going to go almost play by play. So that I got that first fifty percent, but I think then that remaining fifty percent, I only obviously hit fourteen because it's hard to know. Obviously, I wasn't hitting the right beats of what direction I think this is going to go in, which I'm happier with because I'd prefer to be surprised than it to be something so templated. I know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So now, if yeah. anything, what you've done now is you've actually only encouraged me to maybe go. Definitely go check this out just for the laugh. Well, well, that's a good thing then. And obviously, anybody listening to this podcast who's seen it knows how close Rob either got or didn't get and how accurate mm. my 64% is. But also, if you haven't seen it, now you're like, oh, the intrigue is there. I'm, yeah, because now I'm wondering, like, what's the other 36%? What's going on there? Ooh, ho, ho. What's so going one, on there? One thing I will say, okay, <clears throat> is that you said the Lego movie and this isn't a spoiler but you said the way it started with him waking up and stuff like that like I'm not it's not a spoiler to say it, that is that Lego movie connection you know but it, it's so like you'll watch the first 10 minutes of this film and you're actually like you'll be a little bit annoyed because you're like they just rip they're just ripping it off he even mm. goes and says I need to start my day with a coffee exactly exactly a nice coffee exactly like in the Lego movie mm. and he like narrates over it saying this is my life is perfect I expected the everything is awesome to start playing. You thought it was going to kick into gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much like it. But yeah. Okay, interesting. And also, one thing I didn't talk about in the review and I didn't say to Rob or I didn't say there, just just keep an owl, keep both an eye and an ear out for some some very good cameos. (laughs) 
Yeah. Some very good uncredited cameos. Interesting. And I... Also, you were talking about uh, people tweeting about, like, you know, really positively about reviews of films before they come out. And it just... Mm. You know what? It actually made me think of an entirely new segment <laughs> about like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like look for tweets before for when big films come up. Of what I'll do is when they get re- like to get the pre-release, I'm going to make up a tweet or then get one of their tweets and read them both, read them both, and I'm going to have to get get you to guess which is the real one and which is the absolutely fabricated horseshit one, and I'm going to call it tweets or yeets. <laughs> That literally just came off the top of my head, by the way. That was... Anyway, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to write that down, because if not, I will forget. Oh, my God. That's so good. God, you could do an entire... You could do so much of that just on all those releases. Particularly when... It's it's iffy. Particularly when there's high expectations of it. And, like... Social media influencers feel like they need to are paid nearly to salvage the reputation of the film before it's released. That's that's <laughs> before your it's tarnished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, there you go. That was our that was our free guy segment. Very good. I oh. forgot about that segment actually. That's good crack. I just want to I just want to preface something here. So, we have a we have a segment called Lost in Translation that we've done a few times before. Uh, and this is more for Rob, for more for Rob's benefits or for his uh, oh. future looking for version. So, my friend Ashling, thank you very much for doing this, Ashling, said she couldn't sleep the other night and because we hadn't had an episode in a while, had no podcast to listen to. So instead, she has compiled a list of quotes from chick flick romantic comedies that I can put through the Google Translate system and test you on, Rob. So coming in chick an episode flicks. very soon, we're going to have the chick flick romantic comedy lost in translation quiz. <laughs> that has me. Which one of your friends was saying that? Uh, this was Ashling. Okay, well, Ashling, thank you for that. But unfortunately, I my knowledge of those films is going to be disastrous. Um, oh, it's so going I, to be quite funny. I mean, you're going to like normally I get the requisite points needed to pass this the the the, the lost in translation exam, but you're going to listen to me fail miserably. And maybe that's what you're looking for. Maybe that's the entertainment you need to help you get to sleep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like what I'm saying about Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. Sometimes you just want to watch people fail constantly. Squirm. Yeah, I'll be squirming like a worm in a bag when those questions... <laughs> <laughs> I can lower the bar. I'll, I'll lower the, 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 the passing rate because I think no, it's no, like no. 20, which is Got- quite high at the moment. <laughs> Out of 30? Out of however many is there. I just have to get to 20. Oh, yeah, that was what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm okay. Okay, well, Rob, now that we had our official special celebration, Return to Cinema Spectacularios. The Cinema Celebration. Salaba, sal, 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 celery. Basic, ba- yeah, celery, basically. I think I, we're, we're 48 minutes in. I think we should leave it there, aren't we? I, th- I think we'll have to call it. I'll have to save my little nuggets of knowledge for another week. You I didn't... just said that off the top of my head, and I realised we're going to have to... <laughs> call it that segment now <laughs> write it down gonna, quickly write I, it down I'm, I'm, writing, I'm, writing, I'm typing I'm, I'm typing tweets or yeets <laughs> nuggets of knowledge <laughs> spell nuggets with a k you have to <laughs> spell nuggets with a k <laughs> oh well we're not shorting at the cock anyway Jesus <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd swear you'd swear there was no time at all lost would you ladies and gentlemen yeah, especially when you're dis- yeah especially when they're listening to us like we're here reeling with how amazing we think these titles are people are like oh for fuck sake <laughs> that's abs- that's absolute tack 
that could be worse. Like, just stick, just stick to one segment. Even make the segment consistent between episodes. Even you know, yeah. what was that whole Rotten Tomatoes score e- shit? Or even give them a title that makes sense. <laughs> You're just saying words at this point, and nah. I'm saying, I'm pretending, I'm pretending nah. that's the title. Where's the fun in that? I mean, if there's one thing uh, about us, who needs is them? That, exactly. Who needs? If, if there was one thing about us, is that we are we are spectacularly inconsistent. <laughs> is what I would say. So, just ask the crispy M and M's. Exactly. Thank you so much, folks, for sticking around with us and listening and stuff like that. And we've got a good few listens, even though we haven't had an episode in a while. So, yeah, mm. cheers for listening when we're not here. Thanks for sticking around. Exactly. We, you, oh, you, 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 you folks, you listeners, you are the crispy M&Ms to our popcorn. You know, we need we need you. And hopefully you kind of need us. You probably don't. But, you know, it's nice to think. Yeah, you typically leave most of the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> me at the end. Hey, wait, <laughs> don't leave me here. Oh, but all the M&Ms get eaten. Don't you worry about that. Don't Don't you worry worry about that. Okay, then. With with that M&M bombshell, Rob, where can people find us if they want to hear us? Um, M&M. They can find us. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Shocking. Oh, I've been out of practice. This is what I do. Like, I forgot how to do it. Um, They find us on Spotify. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, maybe, maybe, I don't know, and um, Podtail. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if that website is still live at this point. We uh, uh, the Pod Chaser website. There's a Pod Nation group also part of that. You can you can find us in there. Uh, uh, you can review us on a lot of these platforms as well. By the way, so reviews are certainly welcome if, if you want. To. Only positive ones, of course. I don't want to hear any of that negative shite. I mean, we have to keep. We've got one. St- we got one one star review. And we got to keep that intact, you know. Yeah, which is really <laughs> makes me laugh every time. No context. One star. <laughs> and it was right, right when we released our Justice League Zack Snyder episode. So I'm like, oh, uh, ooh, ooh, get away, Zack. Shake. We got to shake that rhythm stick. Why did I say that? Where's what else did I want to say? Oh, the web- website. That's what I was trying to say. There's capunderstands.com, and then the Twitter, which is where most of the interaction with. Well, Ross mostly happens, but he's great at having a good old banter and setting up games, and he'll reference things from the episodes on there. So that's Ad Cap Understands as well. You can find us there. Futhering about the place. I think that's most of it. That's it all. That's them all. But again, thank you so much, folks, for your attention and for listening to us ramble for almost an hour. All that really is left to say is that I, as usual, have been Ross. And I, eh, somewhat unusually, have been Rob. And uh, this has been I Understood That Reference. Thanks very much for listening. Now get up them stairs and into bed, you good thing. Get out of here. Stop listening. Uh, the episode's over. Get out of here and see Free Guy. He'll get his coffee. He'll get his coffee mat. Free Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sludge, everybody. <laughs>